Hello, welcome to the Lewisburg United Methodist Church podcast. Thanks for joining us today. For sermon notes and videos related to this message, please visit lwbumc.com. This is Matthew 5 from the message. You're blessed. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. This is the word of God for the people of God. You are familiar that we have started a new series called the Beatitudes, and today I think Jesus has a very odd thing to say. Actually, everything about the Beatitudes to us as folks walking in this world sound a little odd, but today especially. Look at the um, emoji or the graphic behind me that says, blessed when you mourn. How can that be? You know, not only did he say strange things, but that particular day, the crowd had been pressing upon him. They all wanted to get a glimpse of him and hear who he was and what he had to say. And so as they pushed in on him, he decided it was time to share with them some of life's secrets, some ways to live in the attitude like him. But what's interesting is when he gathered all those people, he didn't walk with them to the temple. He didn't look for a nice, big, strong pulpit. You know what he did? He took them to a hillside. And then he did something even more strange. They're sitting outside, and he's getting ready to tell them these beautiful truths about life. And as they begin to listen to him, he does this. He sits down in the middle of what he was sharing. And so the people are watching him as he sits down, and they think, well, I guess I'll sit down. So then all the people start sitting down. If, do you understand how strange that would be if Tim and I shared our sermon each week sitting down? It would look kind of odd, but especially during that time. Because if you were a religious scholar, if you had something to offer from the word, you spoke with authority and you stood up tall and strong and most likely in a temple. So this was kind of an odd day. So it doesn't, shouldn't surprise us too more, much that Jesus said something that's hard for us to understand. He said, when you are grieving, you can find blessing. Uh, my sister, older sister, was in a class with a little girl named Zoe. And Zoe had lost her um, pet turtle. Her pet turtle died. And that was the first time that Zoe had experienced what death is. And it broke her heart. And so she came to her dad and said, oh, my turtle has died. And so her dad began to explain to her about what dying is. And, and then he said, you know what we're going to do, Zoe? We're going to have a funeral for your pet turtle. And so she didn't know what a funeral was. So he began to explain that we're going to celebrate the life of your turtle. We're going to invite all the neighborhood kids over. And they're gonna, we're going to ask them to bring some balloons. And we're going to even celebrate with a cake. And we're just going to talk about how great your turtle was. Well, that comforted her. She got kind of excited. So he said, go find a shoebox, and we'll get a blanket, and we'll put the turtle in it, and, and we'll celebrate. So she did, and she brought the box, and she picks up the little turtle. And as she puts him into the box, it moved. So she looks at her dad very innocently and says, let's kill it. <laughs> she wanted to go with the balloons and the cake and the celebration of that turtle's life. I want you to think of a time when you have been in a mourning or grieving state. Maybe it's because, of course, someone in your life special and close to you has died. Maybe it's a relationship that now stands in ruin. 
Maybe it's a grave that you feel like you have dug for yourself because of past mistakes. Or simply, maybe you've been in a place of grieving before because life is just not how you thought it was going to look. Jesus says in that moment, as you mourn and as you grieve, something spiritual can happen. And so we're going to use this verse from the message version from Eugene Peterson. And and what we're going to find from this simple verse that Jesus said on the mountainside that day, he gives us four truths straight from that scripture about what grieving is. First of all, he says, you're blessed when you feel. That's interesting. Jesus seems to tell us that it is a unique and special time when you can get in touch with how you feel. We know that when you're grieving or when you're mourning, that sometimes those feelings can bubble up to the surface and sometimes they can even feel overwhelming. Do a little heart check for me. Do you ever feel sad? When you're grieving, do you feel less sure of yourself? Have you noticed when you're sad that your heart feels more tender? Do you feel more sensitive? Does everything remind you of that loss? Do I feel vulnerable when I'm grieving? Jesus seems to be saying that it's important that we have these feelings and that we work through them. A lot of times, a lot of us will kind of close up and we'll close in and we don't want to deal with those feelings. But Jesus modeled for you and me that he thinks it's important to cry and to release those feelings. Remember that story of Jesus um, sitting up on a mountain again? And he was looking over Jerusalem, which was a city that he loved. He loved the people of Jerusalem. But not everybody in Jerusalem at this particular point loved Jesus. In fact, most of them rejected him. And so he just sat with his father on the top of a hill and looked over the city he loved and began to cry. You know why he was crying? He was crying, first of all, because it hurt him. You know, betrayal hurts. It makes us cry, but also because he was crying because things will never be the same. He understands what loss feels and looks like. And he's encouraging us not to get stuck by closing up. That part of the grieving process is being in touch with how we feel. Sometimes we think, but if I can just control the rest of my life, I'll feel better. And honestly, it is not true. What happens a lot of times to those folks is right when they least expect it, their feelings pour out like a floodgate and sometimes all over other people because they haven't dealt with how they feel. Jesus says, you're blessed when you feel. One of my favorite stories is of a little girl who lived next door to another little girl and her best friend, that little girl, passed away. And of course she was so sad, but she was also sad for the little girl's mama. And so she went next door to visit that mom. And when she got back after she'd been there a long time, her own mom asked her, what did you do? What did you do over there? What did you say to that mom? She said, nothing. I just sat on her lap and cried together. You know, children seem to be okay with feelings. It's us adults that seem to get a little more calloused as the years go on, as we carry more and more baggage. My heart sometimes hardens up. Jesus says, you're blessed when you feel. And then he says, you're blessed when you feel that you've lost what is most dear to you. You know, that idea of most dear is, is, what are, is what are things in your life that are most important to you? So I want you to just try this on. I want you to tell someone next to you just one thing in your life that you find important. Tell that person something that's important to you.
When you are mourning or when you are grieving, it's interesting how a person's heart immediately moves toward the things that really matter. And they don't worry so much about the things that don't matter. They think about what's most important. I think without times of grief, we begin to think that God owes me something or life owes me something. Without loss, we forget to appreciate those we have and those blessings that God has given us. I love telling the story about a church that was growing really fast, so fast they didn't have enough parking. Well, it just so happened that right next door there was a business that um, had a nice parking lot. And thankfully, they were closed on Sundays. So the church asked this business if they could use the parking lot on Sundays as overflow parking. And the business owner was very kind and gracious and said, sure, you can, but you can only use it 51 weeks a year. There's going to be one week that you can't use it. And so the church um, parishioner said, that's, that's fine and that's great. I'm just curious. What are you going to use that parking lot for that one week? The business owner said, nothing. I just want to, you to remember that it's not yours. <laughs> you know, I wonder if sometimes we need to be reminded that God is the giver of gifts, that they're his gifts to give, and that we thank him when they're there. And when it doesn't feel like there's gifts being poured out into your life, we thank him anyway. I love these three scriptures in the New Testament about how God is the giver of gifts. 1 Timothy 6 says, God gives us richly all things to enjoy. If you thought of something this morning that you enjoy in your life, do you know where it came from? 1 Timothy says it's from God. He gives you all things to enjoy. How about Colossians 1.16 that reminds us that all things were created through him and for him. All things, all good things were created from him and through him, not for you and me, but for him, so that we might point ourselves back to him and give him glory and thanks. Finally, James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down to you from the Father of heaven. Sometimes we just need to be reminded about the good things that God gives us, but sometimes as believers, we unfortunately focus too much on the good things and the gifts and the blessings, and we come to expect them. Sometimes we fall in that trap of spiritual thinking that if I, if I am doing the right thing, if things are going well for me, that's a sign that God loves me. When my stars are aligned and life looks just like I think it should, I am standing in God's favor. But as soon as things get dark, or as soon as things seem broken, or I feel alone, or life wounds me in some way, I quickly wonder, is God good? Remember that the gracious free use of that parking lot. Remember this, that God is the true owner of all things good. He owns the blessings. He is the blessing. So the verse says, you're blessed when you feel, you're blessed when you've lost what is most dear to you, and then... And only then. I love those two words. Only then. It seems like one of the gifts that comes from mourning and grieving is that only then can certain things happen in your life. The main thing that happens is, have you noticed that you slow down when you're sad? Everything just sort of slows down. It's hard to even think about what's next. 
It's hard to think about, what do I need to do tomorrow? Because if you have been wounded by life and you're right in the middle of it, it's hard to think past that moment that you're in. You know, this probably sounds strange coming from a pastor, but I, um, I like officiating funerals better than weddings. That sounds odd, right? I don't enjoy that you've lost someone that's precious to you, and I don't enjoy when I lose someone precious to me. But I have noticed that at funerals, people are so open to connection and encouragement. I see genuine friendships. I see hugging. I see tears. I see prayer for each other. I see talking and support. There's a sweetness in the air. There's a love that you don't always find at weddings because weddings have agendas. The bride wants it to look this perfect way, and and the mama of the bride wants it to look this certain way, and then all of a sudden you buzz through your day of trying to fix and control and make it just so that everybody feels a little stressed, a little tight-spirited. My story of my first wedding was I did one of those big wingdingers, you know, 200 people, homemade, handmade, lace dress. I had roast beef carved under big white tents out in the big green um, hillside. I was brought in um, on my horse uh, in a carriage. In fact, I brought a picture of it. This is um, my brother um, carrying us in for our big day. It was a big hoop-de-doo. And I got to tell you, there's very limited parts I can even remember because we were just going, going, doing, doing. So, as you know... That marriage didn't work out. So even though I had a horse-drawn carriage, it still didn't work out. And so I said, if I ever marry again, I am wearing overalls, and I am not doing all that. Well, sure enough, three years later, I got married to the same guy. And this time, this was my wedding outfit. That was the morning of our wedding on our lunch break on a Wednesday with one of my favorite minister friends and colleagues. Guess which picture Rudy has on his office desk? Yes, that one, not the homemade lace gown. You know why? Because only then, only then, it says, can you be embraced by the one most dear to you? We're going to go back to the scripture. There's another one. There it is. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. Who is Jesus referring to that you'll be embraced by the one most dear to you? Who's he talking about? Do you know? God. He's saying then you can really be embraced by God. Remember the context of our story where we began? Because I'm going to end it there. Remember at the beginning all that crowd pressing on Jesus and wanting to hear what he had to say? It says this about what people were wanting. Right before he begins his speech, it says, Jesus traveled through the region of Galilee, teaching in synagogues, announcing the good news. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. News had spread about him all over the land. People were bringing to him all who were sick, those that had disease, those that were demon-possessed, epileptic, paralyzed. He healed them all. Large crowds followed him wherever he went all over. They were following him because they wanted their pain to go away. They wanted him to fix it. They didn't want their life to look like it was looking. So do you see now how 
unbelievable it was that Jesus sat down with them and says to them, actually, you're blessed when you have that pain. You're blessed when you're grieving. You're blessed when you're wounded. There's blessing in being sad because it's not about getting life perfect. It's about being connected to me. Will you say our scripture as our closing sermon prayer together? You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. Amen.
ask you a question. Have you ever been happy? Yeah, we've been happy. How many of you have been really sad? Really sad. Have you been sad before? Can you tell me about it? <gasps> Your favorite toy broke, so you were really, really sad. When's the time uh, that you've been sad? Um, Can you think of time? How about you keep thinking and we'll ask her over here. Something was lost? Sad. Yeah, that makes you sad when something's lost, right? When have you been sad? You gave it away, so you were sad because you gave it away. But maybe somebody else might need to hear that Jesus loves me, right? You know, I used to be really sad too. And I used to have something that would make me feel better. But actually, my brother, well, technically this was mine and he stole it from me. But anyway, <laughs> Tyler, that is. But Tyler had this cat, and he loved it so much. And any time that he was sad, he would hug onto it. And it was, used to be orange, but it's not orange anymore. But this was Mal. My other brother had a blanket. It was called a silky. Our mom would make us a silky. And any time we were really sad, we would cuddle up against it, and it would make us feel better. Do you want to see my silky? I brought it today. I still have my silky. I don't still sleep with it, though. But this is my silky. Does that look like a blanket? No, I've had to tie it together just to keep it together. So obviously, this silky provided a lot of comfort for me over the years, didn't it? That it's in strings. Today, we're going to talk about a scripture, and it's actually on the screen. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Mourn means when somebody is really, really sad. But we're going to be sad sometimes, and that's okay. But as long as you're comforted, like our silkies were a comfort to you, you might have an animal or a blanket at home that might comfort you. But you know what? You could do something else for somebody that's really, really sad. You could give them a hug. You don't need an object. You just give them a hug and say, it will be okay because Jesus and God loves you very much. Okay? So just to remember, is that your thing that comforts you? The frog? Yeah? That's cool too. All right, let's say a little prayer, and you can repeat after me. Ready? High, real high. Real, it jumps really high? Awesome. All right, let's say a little prayer. my house. It does? Okay. Ready? Dear God, thank you for Jesus, and thank you for comfort. Help me to remember that when I'm really sad, you will comfort me. I love you, and I know you love me too. Amen. You're shattered. Like you've never been before The life you knew 
in a thousand pieces on the floor and words fall short in times like these when this world drives you to your knees you think you're never gonna get back to the you that used to be tell your heart to beat again close your eyes and breathe it in let the shadows fall away step into the light of grace yesterday's a closing door you don't live there anymore say goodbye to where you've been and tell your heart to beat again beginning just let that word wash over you it's all right now love's healing hands have pulled you through so get back up take step one leave the darkness feel the sun because your story's far from over and your journey's just begun tell your heart to beat again close your eyes and breathe it in let the shadows fall away step into the light of grace yesterday's a closing door you don't live there anymore say goodbye to where you've been and tell your heart to beat again let every heart break and every scar be a picture that reminds you who has carried you this far because love sees farther than you ever could in this moment heaven's working everything for your good tell your heart to beat again close your eyes and it in the shadows fall away step into the light of grace yesterday's a closing door you don't live there anymore say goodbye to where you've been and tell your heart to beat again your heart to beat again beat again heart to beat again Thank you for listening to this teaching from the Lewisburg United Methodist Church. We pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For additional teaching, resources, and podcasts, as well as who we are and our upcoming events, please visit our website, lwbumc.com.